Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are now done with the third annual Halloween Screamathon. We're past that gate. Now, this is season three of Spooky Movie Squad and Valentine Presents and everything like that. So we decided, well, I decided, it was a secret for everyone else. I decided that I was going to let someone choose our movies for the month of November. And I can only think of one person uh, that's still around that can choose for us. I don't want to pull out a Ouija board <laughs> and choose. Uh, no. But I went with one of the f- first friends of the show, uh, the person that emails me the most and messages me about any mistakes or movies that I left out <laughs> in any list. Uh, I actually went back and listened to an old episode and we were trying to list all the, it was the Urban Legend episode. I listened to it again. And it was the, how many female villains like in horror movies are there? And Terrell and I like came up with like maybe six. And Guido's like, well, here's 12 other movies. Duh. And I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> but I let my buddy Guido choose. And so we did Ghoulies last year. And instead of just doing one episode in October, I let him choose the whole damn month. And so now this is chapter one of Guido's month or Guido's choice. It's Guido's choice. Boom, boom, boom. But he chose his first movie was Class of Newcomb High. And so <laughs> if you don't know anything about Class of Newcomb High, this is a trauma <laughs> film. And so there's a handful, more than a handful, a big fucking ton of people that are like, oh, shit, it's a trauma film. So I understand there's probably going to be a penis in it. There's going to be explosions, <laughs> gore and uh, just madness. Uh, If you don't know anything about trauma films, uh, they started, I want to say, in the mid-70s, and they were all about parodies and jokes and gore and splatter. That's their thing. And if you... Their first film, actually, was The Toxic Avenger, probably their biggest film, the most popular and most well-perceived film, because uh, it actually had a cartoon afterward. I remember watching the cartoon. I've seen some of the movie, uh, but that movie's an absolute mess. Uh, mm-hmm. But I remember the cartoon, 100%. And there was video games. They had fucking video games for some crazy B movie that they made. And so the Class of Newcomb High was actually their second film that they made. And it was almost as popular. Uh, a lot of people love the jokes and the graphicness of it and stuff like that. So uh, I'm very, very pumped uh, to talk about this one. This is my first time watching this trauma film. Uh, I love Poultrygeist. That's a damn good one. It's like a musical and there's zombie chickens running around at a KFC trying to kill people. Um, If you don't know anything about trauma, they are all about uh, bringing in young talent in their movies. Carmen Electra, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Vanna White, Kevin Costner, J.J. Abrams, Samuel L. Jackson, Marissa Tomei, Michael Jai White. Uh, he was actually in Toxic Avenger Part 2. Vincent D'Onofrio, David Boreanaz, Paul Sorvino, James Gunn. He actually helped write a book with uh, Mr. Kaufman, the creator of Trauma. And Matt and uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I always make it sound like they're brothers. 
Matt and Trey and Matt Stone and Oliver Stone made his debut as an actor in one of Troma's films. Uh, a lot of very famous people, as they were wee little babies, popped up in these ridiculous movies, probably paid in sandwiches and hugs, and they went off to become awesome people. So, uh, Katie, what did you think about Class of Newcomb High? I really liked it, and I'm mad that I had never heard of it before. This is definitely, I think, an underrated like gem of a horror movie that definitely put the work in to be more than just like a like a shitty horror film. Like it was campy, but I mean, everything from the '80s is pretty much campy. So I don't know. I really liked it. The effects were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah. Uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't I didn't quite realize just how many films there were out there that had these practical effects just go fucking buck wild. And it's so much more fun with the practical effects because every time they try to do it with CGI, it's like, whoa, that's a lot. But man, it does not fit the movie. Every time there's a low budget film and they try to do all that CGI, it's like, wow, you can really tell how low budget this film is. <laughs> but when they do the practical effects, I mean, there's people, there's teams that do it. There's makeup departments and all that kind of stuff that all have to go into coordinating it. And it's like, wow, that's such a like you can enjoy it more because you know there's so much, I don't know, just so much extra work that went into it. Uh, the movie itself was pretty goddamn choppy at times. Which was annoying because time at times it was at times it was edited really well, and then there were there were moments where it was like, "Wow, what just happened? That was abrupt." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just like the overall just over the top nature of some of the things that were <laughs> happening, like the the fucking gang of of ruffians, street punks, or what? Oh, what were they? The Cretans, the Cretans. Yeah. Yeah, that was the. I I don't understand it. They were so aggressive, and where did he get that assault rifle? Like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, it did get wild there for Blew a minute. that assistant away. <laughs> also, a high school next to a nuclear plant. So you know, only good things can come of that. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, what do you think? I loved it. It was. Thank you, Guido, for this hot mess that I now am so lovingly endeared to but (laughs) it was hilarious and like katie i'm kind of sad that i didn't know about it but also not surprised that i didn't know about it considering my sheltered nature but no i i loved it just every time the main cretin guy would punch a wall i like I was wheezing. It was so funny. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh my God, he's still putting this fool up against a wall. Like he's not going to punch the wall. Oh, look, he did it again. But oh, it was beautiful. But I loved it. Otis? Uh, this movie was great. So Guido was the one that introduced me to trauma and actually haven't, uh, I told him that I need some type of note about every one of these movies he picked and why he picked it so in a second i'll read what he feels about (laughs) about trauma in this movie but uh he was the one that told me about these films and uh, i didn't realize that the toxic avenger 
was a trauma film. Uh, so I did see that and I watched a cartoon, like I said, but then I got into these with him and we used to play uh, board games and card games. It was one night after marching, man, we're all in March Man together in college. And then we would go to one of the uh, libraries and rent out one of the rooms that had a TV. And then he would bring DVDs and VHSs and we would just watch movies all night and play board games and card games. And he always snuck in some B ridiculous zombie film or some crazy thing. And he was like, oh, it's good. It's good. And everybody else was like, this is shitty. And I was like, dang, this is pretty good. <laughs> and so that's where it came from us talking about these, these films that I absolutely knew nothing about. Cause I was all about just like, well, I saw this on cable or I saw this on TV. He's like, well, this one, you watch it in a dumpster. And that's where I found it. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and so he showed me the, the, the rough side, the indie side of horror films. And that's where I find a lot of gems now. So honestly, thank you, Guido. <laughs> um, but Guido actually says about this, and it makes me smile. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman, the creator of Trauma in this film, uh, is our Lord and Savior. I didn't get into Trauma films until high school, but was instantly hooked. The zany energy they bring to B-movies is the best. The highlight of my first Comic-Con was getting to meet Lloyd Emily, his wife, said I was giddy like a schoolgirl when we were talking to him. The dude took pictures with us and chatted for 30 minutes or so. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> or Sneezman. Right. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman is an amazing dude. Super duper funny. Uh, any interview I've seen with him, he knows what he's talking about. He's always bringing up stuff. He, he's the kind of grandpa at this point. I'm being mean to him. He's that kind of person where he can't help but crack out jokes and if you just don't say anything he'll just keep going he can just entertain himself with things uh he did an angry video game nerd episode and i swear it was 85 percent him talking and just making jokes and then the nerd just laughing because he was giddy and just happy he was in the room with him and so he just kept going saying stuff um but no this movie's great and like i said i'm mad and sad that i didn't check this out earlier because absolutely this would have been we would watch this at uh, by now easily. This would have been one of the picks in October, one of the Octobers. I would have been like, oh, we're watching this because I watched this as a kid or I watched this in college and it was fucking amazing. So, <laughs> but no, uh, but thank you, Guido, for the the prompt email back with your little paragraphs about every movie. So we'll, we'll get to those during the month. But uh, I actually didn't even explain. So class Newcomb High. Uh, we are in Tromaville, New Jersey, where a giant chunk of the films under Troma happen. Uh, Toxic Avenger, I think Sergeant Kabuki Man, I think that's there too. Uh, there's a ton of films that happen in this shitty, shitty radioactive town. <laughs> uh, so there's always this undertone of just something falls into something radioactive and then something bad happens in all those films. Uh, that's how the Toxic, Toxic Avenger is, is born here. He actually tries to kill himself and he falls into a vat of radioactive chemicals. And so, um, but no, uh, in this film, uh, the high school is right next to this radioactive power plant. And the, you know, fucking rules don't apply at this radioactive plant. And so things start growing. And then the kids being sexual deviants like they are cause a lot more issues. And so it's the good kids against the Cretans in the school and it all just comes to a head 
one day at school. Uh, this movie is fun. I would absolutely advise just watch this with your friends. You'll giggle. You can watch it by yourself. You'll giggle. But this seems like a good group movie. It's really good. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman's really good about having multiple themes in his film. And this one deals with fucking radioactive power <laughs> and how <laughs> it, you know, it can do a lot, but it can cause a lot of issues and fucking unprotected sex and how that causes a lot of issues. Uh, and it's really, and drugs, how it can cause a lot of issues. <laughs> so uh, this movie, Don't do drugs. Yeah, uh, this movie runs the fucking gamut of topics, which well, radioactive power doesn't come up in horror movies, but the other two absolutely comes in horror movies all the time. So um, we'll get through this story pretty quick and then we'll talk about a favorite and least favorite character. So uh, like I said, this is Tromaville High School in New Jersey and right next to a power plant. So an accident at the plant is covered up by the owner, Mr. Paley, a chunky son of a bitch that we'll talk about later. Uh, but something goes down. He's like, well, we're not shutting the facility down because the safety board, the PTA, uh, the EVA. He says all these like letters. He's like, they're going to come. They're going to come down on me if we shut down. And it's like, fuck that. Just keep going. Just just ignore it. You're like, we'll be fine. And so a radioactive leak comes to the school. And oh no, uh, one nerdy kid drinks from the water fountain. So apparently pipes just instantly pop up to the water fountains. And he drinks this radioactive goo and instantly just goes crazy and starts swinging on Warren, the main character's friend, and Warren too. Like punches him and then swinging on his friend. And then just proceeds to hop out of a window and kill himself. Uh, you'll see in a lot of trauma films, they like to use the same clip of things. Anytime there's a car that crashes, it's from Sergeant Kabuki Man. It's the same car, same street, and they do not care because they're trying to save money. Uh, in a lot of their films, someone hops out of a window the same way. <laughs> in Toxic Avenger, he hops out the window the same way this nerdy kid did. And I was like, oh, yeah, they do that all the time. Um, so a lot of films or shows when they make fun of that, when it's like the same scene over and over, they're probably making fun of trauma. So the kid dies, he <laughs> flies out the window and he's all radioactive and melty. And he actually, yeah, he for real melts. Yeah. And so uh, the radioactive plant, they start investigating because, you know, kid just fucking melted on the street. And then they say, well, Mr. Paley comes on with the, uh, the fucking news reporters come up and he's like well i have to know i have to tell everybody that this child had two microwaves at his house so you know that's probably the reason he melted not, Ew, it was the microwaves yeah not you know the radioactive energy right next to the school is the microwaves um there is a gang in the school called the cretins the cretins cretins whichever way just like monsters inc um and they were originally part of the honor society but for some weird reason They've changed, and they're really, really bad. Hey, look at that. <laughs> they have been selling weed to all the students in the school and smoking it themselves, and they found this patch of marijuana behind the radioactive plant. It grows really fast, and they don't understand why, but whatever. So they are, uh, it's kind of slightly said but they are doing drugs that is radioactively laced. And that's what's changed them to be bad people. One of the kids in the group has boobs and they don't really, really talk about it, but he's just got boobs. <laughs> and one of the guys just barks like a dog and 
almost talks like a dog and has rings in his face and they're just evil they just walk around and they just just torment the school so um they actually pick the leaves from the plant and they sell it to uh one of warren's friends they call it uh atomic high which is actually a pretty good name for marijuana (laughs) uh for 10 bucks apparently 10 bucks in the fucking 80s was like 100 bucks like 10 dollars 10 bucks for a single joint that's a lot of money in the 80s when you consider that like a gallon of milk when this movie was made was like 30 cents yep that's true yeah minimum wage at the time of this movie was like a buck 75 okay so this was a lot of that one joint was very expensive in 1985 <laughs> or whatever like well $10 or we beat the shit out of you here's your $10 here's your $10 <laughs> I'm getting my ass kicked so uh at Eddie's indoor bikini beach party at the Phi Gamma Delta house which is a real uh, fraternity i'm surprised they haven't like fussed about it sued them yeah yeah because tau beta sigma the sorority that i'm in fraternity sorority it's a sorority how dare you well there's guys in it so technically it is a fraternity but i get what you're saying um but the one we were in are in there was a porno that used a uh, that used our crest yeah it's i can't remember the name of the porno i should buy a copy and just be like hey look at that you gotta find it yeah it's probably hard to find now but uh, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't sue. But some people don't give a shit. Oh, no, they got sued. That that point. Oh, no, no. Sued. No, I'm saying that this one for trauma, the Fidelts, oh, yeah. they probably don't give a shit. Or they're probably like, hey, we're Unless not. he's an alum. Probably. That's he might what be I an alum doing. and purposefully lose like, hey, I'm going to do this. Fuck it. They're like, okay. So okay, bye. Uh, at the indoor beach party, the bikini beach party, remember that, uh, Eddie pressures Warren and Chrissy to smoke that joint oh no peer pressure guys don't do it unless you want to do drugs (laughs) uh and they smoke it and every time they take a hit it's all glowy and yellow and evil music hits (laughs) so warren and chrissy they're like uh screw it let's get out of here let's go to a uh art exhibit and they head upstairs to get their clothes and oh no the weed has got all got chrissy all in a tizzy and she wants sex she wants snooze from Warren and they get it going upstairs and they head home and <laughs> they both have really weird dreams. Uh, Warren gets a giant radioactive erection and <laughs> all crazy and Chrissy, her stomach gets big like she's pregnant and then a tentacle pops out of her stomach and she starts screaming. And so they wake up and they're fine. They're like, that it was reminded a me a lot dream. of the, the mole from, um, scary stories to tell in the dark yeah Yeah. with that like weird hair that was actually a spider leg yep gross (laughs) hella gross (laughs) uh a little bit later chrissy uh she is a cheerleader and so at cheerleader practice she gets really sick and she runs to the restroom and she births from her mouth not from her her guts a little green thing i can't even explain like a tadpole it's like a tadpole and it's got teeth and it's all mean and she runs off <laughs> and actually passes out. And so it's just in the in the toilet, just dancing. And another girl comes in to pee and she sees it and flushes it down the toilet. So now little guy is traveling through the pipes. Oh, no, it falls into a vat of radioactive waste. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> trauma films. <laughs> so that scary thing is just getting big and scary down there. So 
the nuclear plant. They order a lockdown of the school and they're um, investigating like the student that died at the beginning of the film. And uh, actually a little bit before that, um, no, it's not before, it's the same thing. So uh, one of the guys, he heads downstairs because he's investigating like the radioactiveness of this fucking school. And he meets the scary monster downstairs and it absolutely rocks his shit. <laughs> and he is dead. So uh, that monster is ready to fight and eat people downstairs. So uh, while that's happening, um, Warren, uh, the whole movie, Warren is really pissed off with the Cretans, the Cretans. Uh, and he's like, someone should do something about it because I'm really pissed off. And he's like, you know, Chrissy tells him like, no, you're just one dude. There's like 10 of them. Like, you know, you'll get your ass kicked. And he knows it too. Uh, so two, no, three, three of the Cretans, they pull a stunt. They pull little giants and uh, put Alka-Seltzer tablets in their mouth. And he acts like he's having a seizure. And he's like, hey, old lady, help us. Like, my friend's having a seizure. We need to put something in his mouth so he didn't bite his tongue off. Hey, give me your pocketbook. She's like, okay. And the second I get the pocketbook, they giggle. And one of them runs off with the pocketbook. And then the leader just starts whomping on the old lady. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he beats the shit out of her. That had to been someone's mom involved with the movie. That's the only reason that that lady got beat up so bad. Um <laughs> Yeah, they run into an alleyway and then Warren meets up with them. Radioactive Warren. And he proceeds to beat the shit out of these guys. Uh, he He's doing like the thriller walk over to him. He's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, the leader, he actually throws him up really high and he falls and is knocked out. Uh, good for him because if you moved a little too much, Warren was going to kill you. He throws one guy at a wall head first and that dude falls and he is like doing the, the death shakes. And then the last guy, he forces his fist down the guy's throat and just chokes him out. Uh, I'm curious if that was going to be more to it, because I could absolutely see, like, I don't know, him ripping something out like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he just chokes the man out with his fist in his throat. I'm like, good God. Um, so Warren wakes up later in his bed and the room's jacked up. And he's like, ah, what a horrible nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the leader of the Cretans, he gets back to his friends in the junkyard and they're like, well, what happened? Like, you know, you were really close to this dude and he wasted, you know, the other two guys. What happened? He's like, I got knocked out. And he's like, you didn't see anything. He's like, well, it looked like Warren from school. He's like, Warren, like that nerdy kid. Are you serious? He's like, yeah, it looked like Warren. And the leader's like, I got a plan. Wink. And so they start their plan. And actually before the plan really gets going, uh, they meet up with Warren in the restroom. They are assaulting a kid because they want him to buy some more weed. And Warren comes in to save the day, and he tosses the the joint in the in the urinal. Yeah, the urinal. I was like the toilet, but the fancy toilet just for peeing. Uh, reverse <laughs> bidet. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it's a bidet. <laughs> yeah, bidet. <laughs> it's not a bidet. It's a bidet. <laughs> yeah, of a night and so it's a three-on-one fight and warren's actually doing pretty damn good out there uh the leader keeps punching the wall and hurting himself and then warren socks him in the mouth so they finally catch him off guard and they are giving him the swirly of his fucking life and then one of the bad guys pulls out a giant like fucking brontosaurus bone that he's been holding the whole movie <laughs> and i guess he was gonna crack warren in the head and just kill him it's a cow femur um yeah. i like brontosaurus bone okay so uh 
the one of the teachers comes in. He's like, "What the hell are you doing in here?" And they're like, mm. "Everybody gets quiet." And he tells Warren to go to the fucking, not the vet, but the the nurse. The nurse. nurse. I'm sorry, I'm in dog mode. I said the vet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. You yeah, hurt. Go, we're gonna go put to you the, down. Yeah, go to the vet. <laughs> and then, hooray! The principal actually does something good in this movie. Uh, he expels the cretins. And he's like, I don't understand. You guys were in the honor society. Like, what happened to you? And I shouldn't say it, but one of the kids is like, we are the future. Um, and they sing the national anthem very horribly. It was really bad. <laughs> but they all get <laughs> expelled. And so the plan is coming together. So the Cretans, Cretans come to the school. They sneak up to the principal's office and they jump him and they force him to turn on the school's radiation alarm to cause an evacuation, but not before blowing away the principal's fucking assistant. She comes into the room, sees the principal just getting tortured. She's like, oh shit. And he's like, well, you fucked up. And he pulls out an assault rifle and just blows her absolutely away. No, uh, that had to have been someone's mom or something because she got destroyed. Uh, the people like got super fucked up and they were just there really quick. I'm like, oh, you related to somebody because that was way too much violence really fast. <laughs> so all the kids leave the school um, and they have their plan. They're going to draw Warren back into the school and then attack him. So while it's happening, they are fucking the school up room by room, just breaking things. And the leader takes Chrissy because they grabbed her earlier and they have her in the basement. And so they're going to torture the shit out of her. And so they cut her hand. They take her little necklace and they rub it in blood. And they're like, yeah, find Warren and give that to him. So they give it to Warren and they're like, yeah, Chrissy's waiting on you. And he's like, oh, my God. And he runs into the school looking for his sweet, sweet Chrissy. Uh, makes it to the basement. And the bad guy, the leader. Um, Mike. Thank you. Well, he tells him, like, you're going to watch us kill Chrissy. We're going to cut our boobies off because we're evil. And then, oh, no, uh, Warren's, Warren and Chrissy's child thing, radioactive monster thing. Pops out and kills the girl. Gun kill Chrissy, the bad girl. And then Warren and Chrissy run off. And the leader of the Cretans, he tries to fight it off and he scoots off too because that thing is really scary. And he's got tentacles and tails and arms and shit. And it's like ripping people apart. So the tentacles have like talons also. <laughs> They're like super creepy. And it's like a porcupine too. So it's it's an absolute mess. Yep. So uh, the monster is going through the school, just destroying all of the cretins. Uh, one's riding on a bike and gets his face clawed off. <laughs> and then the one cretin that just barks like a dog, he howls in pain because it's his loved one is gone. And then he gets a talon in his head and it pops he his eye out. <laughs> he gets down on all fours over that guy and just starts licking the blood off his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, it was insane. Um, so the monster chases Warren and Chrissy and the leader of the Cretans into the, the uh, science lab. Mm -hmm. And Warren uses this laser they talked about earlier in the movie. And it's like, hey, man, if you point this at the wrong place. Laser. Yeah, the whole fucking school just go up instantly. I'm like, oh, shit, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so he uses this scary ass laser and he shoots the, the monster with it. Um, so the leader he gets super killed. So um, and then the monster is shaking and it's about to explode. Hey, 
Mr. Paley comes in and he's like, why is the school shut down? And they're like, well, you pressed the alarm, like the alarm went off. And he's like, what is happening? That's a fake alarm. I'm going inside of here. Turn it off or whatever. So he's in. Warren and Chrissy run past him like, you get the fuck out of here. And he's like, ah, nothing's happening. He makes it down to the science lab, sees the monster, sees the laser. He goes, oh, shit. And the school explodes. Warren and Chrissy get out. Uh, and then you hear a uh, voice, the principal, I assume, over the speaker saying that the school will be shut down for remodeling. So I didn't realize in a ton of cartoons um, right around the 90s, 2000s, uh, they would say that line a lot. Uh, there was a show called Whatever Happened to Robot Jones. If you if you know, you know, it's a really good cartoon. But that happened in that show and the school gets exploded and they're like, uh, attention, the school be closed for remodeling and everyone cheers. They were <laughs> making fun of this. So uh, this line comes up a lot. And so everyone cheers they're like, hooray, fuck that school, fuck learning. Uh, and everyone cheers and they're happy. And so the remains of the school, they're you know starting to build it back up. We see the evil little tadpole. It, I don't know, unevolved. It took that explosion. Was like, oh shit, I'm tiny again. <laughs> and then the song, what's going on? Boot, boot, boot. New come high. What's going on? <laughs> and then that it is. That song was amazing. Yeah. Uh, really wanna know? Oh, that's a good ass song. Uh, but that's class of Newcomb High. A really, really good movie. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in class of Newcomb High? Warren was my favorite character. Um, he was the only seemingly normal person at this entire high school. Who, wasn't a horn dog. Who wasn't just like his goal in life was not to just like get high and fuck bitches, which seemed to be every other person at this school's like MO. He was like genuinely in love with his girlfriend and cared about like taking it slow, you know, respecting her boundaries and all these different things. And then at the end, when she was in trouble, like he ran in like the, you know, the knight in shining armor that he was trying to be and just was that for her. And I really like that about his character because a lot of the characters in this movie were trash. Uh, Micah. Hmm. Indeed. I don't know. This one was a hard sell on a favorite character. I mean, as the hero, that that's the guy you were talking about, right? Warren. Warren. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Warren was kind of the only standout good guy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like literally, literally there were no, there was no one else trying to be a good guy. It was just him and the only other redeeming qualities of anyone else would have been their jokes yep yeah so i mean him because <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of <it. laughs> i yeah. mean you'd have to have a favorite character for a different reason other than like oh they were such a good guy <laughs> but yeah not much to say on that one <laughs> i agree um i mean warren was the only like <laughs> only person with self-respect like part of chris chrissy christy whoever whatever the fuck her name is part of her was like that but i don't know she was easier to push into things than he was and it was just it was nice it was like a refreshing thing to see 
Warren say no. Like, no, I don't, of course I want to have sex with her, but no, I'm not going to make her do that. Why would I do that? Like, that's not okay. And that was, it was refreshing. I enjoyed it. So yeah, I would have to agree with Warren. He's kind of the only choice. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to be a little more different, but Warren, Warren was the best character, but I will say I enjoyed the Cretans just because of their absurdity because in this movie they had some of the best jokes yeah and just the absurdity of them like the one like i said one of one of the cretans just had boobs yeah and, it, and they, oh, at wow. one point they're getting frisked <laughs> by like the principal <laughs> it just grabs at his boobs like got me <laughs> uh, and there's like a female one but she definitely also has a dick and they like never explain what happened or why it's radiation, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a dude at first and it just evolves into a woman. Or she was a female at first. Yeah, we have questions. And grew a dick. Uh, but they're absurd. But in a movie like this, uh, in a lot of trauma films, the bad guys are probably some of the zanier characters because, you know, it's just an absurd story to begin with. And so the villains are always crazy. Yeah, in Poultry Guys, like I said, there's just people-sized evil gooey chickens and so uh they, they have some of the best lines ever uh but no uh the, the cretans were really fun just like warren was uh katie who is your least favorite character mr paley yeah the runner of the the person in charge of the nuclear power plant nuclear power plant pronounced nuclear no <laughs> <laughs> It's pronounced Mueller. <laughs> okay, George W. Bush. Sure. Um, that guy fucking sucked. He, I don't know how he got into the position of being in charge of this plant, but he for sure did not give any fucks about safety protocol. Not at all. Which is a huge fucking problem, as we have seen throughout history, when you don't follow the proper, and even when you do follow the the right protocols uh nuclear power is insane and can cause a lot of fucking damage and sure enough this dude didn't follow what he was supposed to fucking do in the first place and caused all of this insanity to happen to a bunch of innocent high school kids so fuck that guy micah the school's administration (laughs) what a bunch of useless whatever the hell they were there for I'm sure they were one of the a couple of dudes who got paid a lot of money to do a whole hell of a lot of nothing. Yeah. Ugh. Just like the administrator of the power plant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were shitty. They were useless. They completely could not handle keeping their students safe. They couldn't handle figuring out anything that was happening to that school radioactive wise. It was like they would see a problem the problem would end in that one scene and they go like cool problem solved yeah, no yeah. preventative measures what needed whatsoever that would just cost money all viewpoints courtesy of the script of the airplane but yeah no school's administration was poop <laughs> hey emma who was your least favorite i wrote nuclear power ass he's like a fat mr burns and it was, it was, yeah. Although 
Micah pointed out, there were a couple of lines that he had that were very much like, there's an episode of BoJack Horseman where the head of one of the newspapers quotes names of songs or bands and treats it like a real thing. Like, what? There was a panic at the disco? I'm on my way. <laughs> she kissed a girl and, and she, she liked, liked it? it? Now this, this I've got to see. see. <laughs> but no, he was just, he was a piece of shit. And I was like, oh, oh my God, you could not be any more of an asshole if you tried. So I do not care for him. Otis. Uh, yeah, Mr. Paley, he was poop. Uh, especially in movies like this, uh, you you will come to learn there's always someone just with gross negligence that just don't give no shit about their job and it causes pain to everyone else around them. Uh, it happens a lot, but that's how things get moving. Just like I say in horror movies, you got to have a dumb person to get the story going. That's the only way it's going to happen. If everyone has common sense, that's going to be a really boring, scary movie. Correct. Like, oh no, my ball rolled into that scary abandoned hospital. So I'll buy you another ball. I'm not going in there. <laughs> like, fuck that noise. I'm not, I'm not going in there. That's stupid. Uh, yeah. Like, that's what I said. You need Dumbos to get the movie going. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Failey's a mess. So, let us do seven word synopsis. Synopses. So, uh, I got a couple. Uh, unprotected sex, nuclear power, drugs. Real issues. Thank you, Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, Warren was hanging some radioactive dong dreams. <laughs> he was hanging some dong. Uh, Tromaville, toxic chemical capital of the world. That was actually on the sign. Uh, and then my last one, we're the future limp dick. Q anthem. <laughs> Called him limp dick. <laughs> Katie. Uh, fuck the federal laws for nuclear meltdown. Because <laughs> they just did not give any shits, uh -uh. even though there are federal protocols for when things like this happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then toxic weed turns honor society into shits. They were shits. They were. <laughs> uh, Micah. Don't give a wet fart what you think. <laughs> That's what he said. A wet fart. I couldn't remember. Okay, so I took liberties on some of these and either hyphenated two words or uh, combined two words. Uh, get what you get when in love with yuppie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, babe, that's what you get when you're in love with a yuppie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is going on your permanent record. And he comes in and then the other guy's like, that's going on their permanent record. And then my last one is, let this be a lesson. Lasers save. They, they really do. Okay. What the hell is this high school? The timing of the ooze is perfect. <laughs> I knew that's how atomic weed worked. Yeah. <laughs> and then my alliterative nukem nightmare nuclearizes nincompoops. Numerous nipples noticed. 
Yeah. He has an 80s film. Predictable amount of nipples. Areolas, too. Jesus, their areolas were so big. Yes, they were. (laughs) Can't relate. (laughs) They had had Micah titties for sure. (laughs) Pepperonis. So salamis. Salamis. (laughs) We're getting real personal, real quick. When that one girl took off her shirt, I literally said, "Damn, her areolas are huge." (laughs) It's like half her fucking boob. I was like, "God damn!" I literally said, "Holy shit, nipples!" Yep. I mean, everybody's body is different, but it sure did seem like every woman in this film had just absurdly large nipples. (laughs) Yeah. They needed a special qualification. They got it. Apparently. (laughs) Okay, so let's do minority kill count. I'll try to keep this going as long as I remember. So uh, I don't remember any black people in this film there were there was two cops that were black and they looked at each other and were like what the fuck was that and then <laughs> a few students that were black but they were smart and didn't get caught up in the crazy radioactive madness <laughs> like all those crazy white kids um there could probably be made an argument that the girl with the dick was hispanic yeah her skin was darker but she had a bunch of weird makeup on, so I don't but, know. But she looked like she was a little bit darker than everybody else. But I mean, that doesn't mean she wasn't white. That just means she has olive, olive-toned skin. I mean, if you look at the mom from fucking Terminator 2, she looked like she was straight white, but it's the same chick from Aliens that was super-duper, like, Mexican lady in that. So it's just, I don't know, when you're not getting sun, you just look. I'm, we're adding one. We're adding one. For okay. Her. For penis lady. So the new count is 189 and a Tito Turtle. I put a little, put a little double T. <laughs> no mas. No so this film came out December 12th, 1986. It is a month older than me. Hi, movie. So what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. I said. $600,000. Okay. Emma. $200,000. Oh, Micah. 70,000. <laughs> oh. Not not a bad, not a bad idea, Micah. You just go a little bit lower than everybody else. But Emma was actually she was the closest without going over, but Emma and Katie were equally as far from the number because it was four hundred thousand dollars damn budget i was like hey you were the same distance (laughs) but she didn't go over so i could not find a box office for this but i do know that it was the best-selling vhs of the year of or probably 98 1987 that's shocking one of the biggest uh this did great which is the reason why there were like three other movies. Still shocking. Though. There class was a lot of high. really good films in the 80s. Yeah. So this one got away because it's it's raunchy. And a lot of people like raunchy, especially if it's on VHS. I'm like, hey, I can watch this tonight when the kids go to bed. Um, but no, this film did great. And just like with Toxic Avenger, 
everyone was excited for Troma's next film. And so that's why this one did so great. Fortunately, the sequels aren't as good uh, financially. They're not as good. Uh, still funny. There's a lot of cool things in them. But there's a spot in the middle of Troma's history where they financially just kind of fall apart. But they are back on track, hopefully, uh, doing really good. They've made some great films and they're still making films out there to this day. Um, the company's really, really cool. They do uh, something called a Troma Dance um, Festival where they show off some of the best and brightest indie films. And they always try to uh, have their festival next to the Sundance Film Festival. That's, why That's awesome. Uh, because they will never get recognized by Sundance. And so they're like, yeah. well, we'll make our own with Black Jackson Hooker. And they stomped off and made their own film festival. <laughs> I like that you said Black Jackson Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three, three guys seem jacked that are black. Come on in. <laughs> And bring the hooker with you. Yeah, one hooker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring Millie with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, this company's still doing good. Uh, people say that it's the longest running, like, independent film company out there. Because, I mean, they started in 74. Some, some bitches, they've been going a long time. So, uh, kudos to you, Trauma. Please do not fall apart. I love these movies. So, uh, like I said, I couldn't find a box office. It for sure made its 400000 I will say that because um, yeah. they kept making these. <laughs> so it had to make some money for them, uh, obviously. So uh, does anybody have anything else to say for Class of Newcomb High? Give it a chance. It's great. It was really good. Very fun. I had a great time with this. I so uh, if I did my editing right... You heard a song. Hey, it's our new theme song. I did it at the beginning of this episode. I wanted to do it a little bit into the episode, like when you watch the first episode of an anime. They never played it in the first episode. They never play it up front. You got to get to the intro and then they play it because, I don't know, they're all fancy. Uh, you never hear the outro music, too. It's always like an extended episode. But I'm lazy, so I'm going to play it up front. And then right now, hopefully, you hear outro music. Hey, look at that. So uh, the band that helped with this, Flip and the Combined Effort, one of my buddies, he is the lead singer of this. And I think he did the spooky voice. I think it's him all edited and stuff. So uh, uh, lead singer of our song, not lead singer of the band. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, no, seriously, thank you. So if you are interested in, I don't know, getting them to make a song for you or just go to a show there in Texas. So you just look up Flip. F-L-I-P-A-N-D-T-H-E-C-E. So flipping the C-E on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, anywhere you can put in a name. So you'll find them. Great kids. Like, I think three of them in the band I am fraternity brothers with. So they're good peoples. I trust them. I trust them with my life and my kid. If I had a kid, I trust them with my kid. So uh, a studio beats us. Thank you so much for the artwork. Hey, look at that. All the thanks are coming in. All the cool shit. So um, for everyone here, seriously, thank you guys. We, of course. This, this season three, we're doing it. Ooh, we are 15 years away from getting the 200 scary movies that we have done. Oh, so so I think if we got the timing right. It'll be in February. It should be February. And I don't know if it's going to be. We'll, we'll make it work. Fuck it. 
uh, we'll put, we'll fudge the numbers around, not fudge the numbers, but we'll make it work. But I'm hoping that it is the Valentine's Day episode, but it doesn't matter if it's not because it'll just be like late February. It doesn't matter. But we're going to do a really good Valentine's movie that I don't think you've seen, right, Katie? I haven't, but I'm excited. And maybe Ooh. Emma hasn't seen it. My bloody Valentine. I have seen it. Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah. Uh, just me. It, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. And it's got... Uh, Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Old, the gruff brother from, from Supernatural. Dean. Uh, hey, hey, Sammy. Hey, Sammy, let's get out of here. Okay. Wham. Yeah. Sammo. No, he didn't call him Sammy. <laughs> Sammy. Hey, Sammy. Sammy, let's get out of here. That was a terrible Dean. I that apologize. That was a terrible Dean. I apologize. He's also going to be Soldier Boy in The Boys. You. I'm sorry. Hey, I had to. We we had to do that on the field in our for our marching band show. We did. We did do. Yeah, we did. Boy. That was during the drum break. A long ass time ago. Yep. In a marching band far, far away. Man, oh, much, yeah. You. <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh we even Superman got home. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> That's how you rip shit. You uh yes. Yeah, you can we were told we had to drop it like it's hot all in that same show. And we were told to drop it like it's lukewarm because our uniform manager was fucking tired of sewing up the back of people's pants. Oh god, those <laughs> uniforms suck. Yeah, like marching uniforms kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> the old ones they're new and improved now they're like stretchy and shit and they don't have a problem but yeah the, old, the ones we were forced to wear were trash yeah they're not meant to really do a lot of bending but yeah they are now but now yeah because well people doing wild shit in shows so yep <laughs> we had a narwhal in a tub and we wrote it in our show I'm like why <laughs> well we won i'm like oh congratulations <laughs> Really fucking weird. <laughs> just riding in, in the middle of the show. It's on the 50 yard line of Narwhal, just in a <laughs> big ass tank. I'm like, damn, this is beautiful. <laughs> They'll just stand up clapping and shit. They're like, it's beautiful until somebody gets fucking stabbed with that single tooth. <laughs> <laughs> the drum caption. He got too close and got stabbed. He's like, oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That was a tangent. We're giggling about marching band stuff. Uh, but seriously, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Oh, it's not tomorrow. That's fine. I like sleep. But we'll be back next week with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, actually, take it back to Texas. Stop. If you want to talk to us, you can catch us at Allentown Pod on Twitter. You can email us at Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Wait, how about Facebook at Allentown Presents? I'm sorry. It's been a while. It's, you know, it's. Like four day. whole days yeah four whole days I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up i'm fucked up uh but yes like i said thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week with another scary movie okay bye guys bye Oops. uh micah uh micah micah uh, has anyone seen micah <laughs> he wanted me to tell you he was sick well do you know what's wrong with him yeah he's sick of this podcast